I'm not saying America is like the greatest place ever. Like we definitely do some CD, but especially when it comes to Russia, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we allow them to decide our elections. I know it's crazy. <laughs> you have no proof of that. All sir. those, all those uh, Russian troll bots. Dude. Oh yeah, right. that's fake news. That's fake news. I, I can't do a good Trump, but I can't either. Uh, I, I actually almost, I almost did a okay. That's fake news. My Donald Trump immediately goes to Mr. Mac. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Oh, hey. Oh, hi. What's up? You to Contrary say, oh, to popular belief, JMO is not part of our podcast anymore. He was an official. He, he was, was an official in a probationary entry. period, and he didn't make it. He so. didn't make it. Wait, I'm did, sorry. That was popular belief. Who expressed that popular belief? Do, huh? All of our listeners. All of our listeners. All, all, seven. all of our listeners. <laughs> all seven. I thought it was all four of them. <laughs> Dude, all where have you been? We've gotten big lately. <laughs> we got real big. Our in numbers Hurricane have doubled. <laughs> we got real big in Hurricane Utah. <laughs> Apparently. Got ourselves Sweden, Sweden and listeners. in the Philippines as well. So thank you, Sweden. Hurricane. Who are the Filipinos? So what have we been up to, guys? What's Anyone? Been going? Uh, I'll go. I um, go. so last last time we talked, I mentioned that I had started watching Chernobyl. Oh yeah, and I finished. It's not hard to finish. It's a five episode miniseries. Um, so I've heard it's hard to get through because it's a rough show. It, it's actually there was one episode that was a little tough to get through, as in um, it's slow paced or that it's like no, hard to it, watch. Hard to watch. Oh, it is hard to watch. Okay, so yeah, pace, pacing wise, it's mostly fine. There was one episode that was a little off, uh, pacing wise, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's like, like emotionally and it's just draining of her. Yeah, when you realize all of the crap that happened in that, like in oh. And the yeah, stuff. Russia's that, a great place. Well, it's it's funny because Chris was telling me he's like, yeah. So uh, Russia is pretty mad about HBO uh, releasing that 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 show based on actual facts, and so they're actually starting their own show based off of how Chernobyl was caused by a CIA operative. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they they have convinced their nation that Chernobyl happened because of an like American suicide mission. Like wow. they went in there and like blew it up somehow. But there was an American operative in Chernobyl that day. So records say, so like, Hmm. maybe it's like, I'm not saying America is like the greatest place ever. Like we definitely do some CD, but especially when it comes to Russia, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we allow them to decide our elections. I know it's crazy. <laughs> you have no proof of that. All sir. those, all those uh, Russian troll bots. Dude. Oh yeah. Right. That's fake news. That's f- fake news. I, d- I can't do a good Trump, but I can't either. Uh, I, I actually almost, I almost did an okay. That's fake news. My Donald Trump immediately goes to Mr. Mackey. <laughs> but Donald Trump is Mr. Garrison in South Park. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know why. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. He like has the, he's all orange and he has white raccoon eyes. <laughs> white for the eyes. But uh, the way that he treats like Mitch McConnell and those guys in that show. <laughs> kills me. But funny. Chernobyl though, it's, it's, um, so a show or a series or whatever has to have the first episode has to have a good hook, right? Like you sure. have to, you have to have a reason to come back and keep watching. And that show has an excellent hook. I don't know. It, uh, wait, yeah. it seems like that hook would be a, uh, explosion, a meltdown, meltdown of some sort. Or, 
some sort. Well, the, the hook too is that they introduce these characters. <laughs> they introduce these characters. Just heard Troy die a little bit. Inside. You guys are assholes. <laughs> Definitely. The, uh, how many episodes are we in, and you haven't figured this out? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm repeating facts. Oh yeah, okay. So the first episode, the characters that they introduce, they all die, and then the main character appears the next episode. Really? Yes. Well, he appears at the end of the first one. No, sure. he's in the very beginning of the sure. first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a prologue. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Man, and I don't know, like, I don't want to get too much into it because I, I, I want you guys to watch it. I want to, like, maybe deep dive into it with spoilers. But it's also, um, it's also historically, it's based off of stuff that happened in history. So you can look up and see what happened. But what's crazy is that it's estimated that up to almost a hundred thousand people died from the effects of Chernobyl, but the official death count from the Soviet union is, and st- uh, was, and still is to this day, 31, 31 people that they said, like that they said died from, from the accident of Chernobyl. What about like fallout and stuff from it? They don't, they're not counting. Actually, that's what's funny is so, uh, the, Minister of um, Magic. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Harry Potter. No. Um, Cornelius The, the dude that was, that was over nuclear, uh, the Minister of Energy, basically. His name is Boris Sherbina. Um, he played a big role in the movie, oh, in the show. I That's the only reason why I know him. Actually, funny enough, is the same guy who played uh, Bootstrap Bill in the, in um, Bootstraps, the, uh, and he also was in the, in the MCU. He was the... Um, uh, yeah, the scientist the, um, in Thor. Oh, yeah, Skarsgård. Yes, Skarsgård. Anyway, he's, he's, he does a really dead. good job in that. Anyway, uh, he's dead. He died from, um, he died in 1990, like five years after Chernobyl or four and some odd. And he died from radiation poisoning. But in like, like two years after Chernobyl, the Soviet Union officially like said that doctors were not allowed to, um, officially classify people dead from radiation poisoning or like so basically like anybody who did die it's impossible to know if they died from that part from that. okay so from so like th- there's a point in time where it's like anything after that it's not <clears throat> yeah so he so it? he died as an effect from being too close to the radiation but according to the soviet union he died from a long illness oh, okay. but so he will never be in the in the official in the records tally. of someone okay. who died from Chernobyl, but he did. Anyway, it's just kind of a little interesting tidbit that like Russia did everything they could to cover up this this whole accident. And dude, um, if you if you dig deep enough now, I, I'm talking like 2019 now. Um, a lot of I, I think anyway, a lot of Russians don't even know about it. I think it's been covered up so much they don't even know about it. Right, because like Russian. Instagram air quotes um, influencers. There, the show is huge now. It's on HBO, and everyone there watches HBO. It's an American company, but they watch it. All these models are going there, imposing in their bikinis, like they're going to Sharon Hobel. I've heard possibly, about it. I've, I've yeah. seen this. Possibly endangering it. themselves, and they're like posing in front of like I've the bus the, and the Ferris wheel and stuff, and they're like in their underwear. I've seen people that like the creator of the show saying, "Stop." Well, he said, "Like, I'm glad that." What our sh- I'm glad that our show has like created uh, like tourism to this place and like helping the people in that area. However, be respect. Please be respectful to the awful thing that happened there and all the people that died because of it. Like, and I didn't know that it was that. <laughs> but <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Th- I, like there, there's pictures like 
one of the influencers, I guess, she was facing away from the camera, but she was basically just like flashing the the mm-hmm. the um ruling towers, whatever it was, yeah. But even even still, like the the Chernobyl and like the surrounding areas and cities and stuff still won't be livable for probably like another seventy five years. That's what's crazy about the whole effects of nuclear energy and stuff. Um, well, and and they still just have there, there's parts of it that is just contained, like like the, um whatever like building they they built around it mm-hmm. is it's all all they can do is contain it and it's not so it, it's still actively decaying like the. So you, you mentioned earlier that it's that it's rough, like it's, it's kind of hard to get through because you, you realize the, the weight of everything that's happening. I'll give you an example. It's in the first episode. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not necessarily giving anything away, but it's uh, it's after the explosion. The firefighters are going there. They're trying to put out the fire, everything. And uh, there's a group of people that go to a nearby bridge to watch the fire because it's giving out this really pretty glow. Oh, dude. And yeah. And they're watching and all of a sudden these particles that you think is ash starts landing on them. And like he's taking out they're taking out their babies from oh, no. from a stroller and they like kids playing and stuff and like there's just all this ash, just well, ash, air quote, ash falling well, on them. Kind of is and ash, you're sitting there and you're like and you're like all of these people are screwed. Yeah. They're dead. They've all died. They're, and he's like newborn babies. You can look it up. But yeah, everybody who was on that bridge that night died. Everybody. So sad, dude. Because like of course, people in town would go and stand on a bridge and look at a fire. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's sad. No, it's, mm. Not to bring us down or anything, but so it's, I've, it's, I've found a YouTube yeah. channel that uh, is Jack Black playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> you found it? <laughs> I mean, I recently started watching Jablinski games. Jablinski games. What's Jablin Jables? Like that. Yeah. I think it's funny that it's all a parody of a YouTube account. <laughs> it is. And, and, well, I, I've been watching it since like the first 30 second mo- video he where put he up. Like, where PewDiePie sucks. And yeah, he was just like, I'm coming for you. Yeah, and it was just this stupid thing. And then, and then, and those, like, the, he's posted like two 30 second videos and he got like two million <laughs> followers at first. <laughs> well, and like, I imagine his kids are getting old enough to start playing to be really into video games. And I imagine that. This well, is he, his way of he, being able to he, spend time. He uh, he created the the channel because his oldest son is really into YouTube. Like he, he's in the, a lot of the videos, and you can see almost every time he has some YouTubers ver- merch on. Dude, so his oldest is, son's really into YouTube, and that's it what is he's doing. so funny watching him interact with his kids because his kids think he's just a yeah. nerdy dad for real. <laughs> and the idea of Jack Black being a nerdy dad <laughs> is the funniest thing. That, like there was just one shot where he he was standing like they were at Disneyland or something, and he was standing next to his son, and he had his fist out, and he was trying to get his son to fist bump him, and he just sat there with his fist out, and his son looked at it. Looked at his fist and then looked at him and then looked at the fist and then looked at him and then put his hand on his fist and just put it down. <laughs> and Jack Black turned and looked at him and was like, right on, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, why? And it was just like, he's such a, he's such a dad I, owner. I know that he's obviously a super successful musician, um, actor and everything, but I wish I had half of his confidence. Oh, man. Jack Black. Like, he takes well, everything in stride. also super interesting to watch him get embarrassed. Like I was watching another one where he's he's eating a salad at a place and he's got the phone. He's got the camera right up against his face and he's like, I'm being really quiet now because I'm super embarrassed that there's a lot of people in here and I'm eating a salad. And I was like, Jack Black is embarrassed about eating a salad. And like, it's such a weird 
It, it, it's super interesting. He, he does a good job at when he does get embarrassed, he doubles down at what he's doing, so he makes the joke about it. So yeah. make, anyway, he's shout out to Jack Black. I know he's listening. This yeah. will lead to what I've, I guess I've been doing, but there's a there's a YouTube channel that I've been watching. Uh, you guys, should, I think everyone should check it out because it's really interesting. But it's called Charisma on Command. Oh, I've, I've been watching that one too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, so you saw the video with Jack Black, uh, where it explains why he's so charismatic. I if you haven't. I'll talk about it right now. Yeah, go but ahead. he basically just says that, like, because it's it's a channel to help people improve their own charisma. That's not why I sought it out. I just happened to see I've the thumbnail seen of it. Videos from it though, it's- but because they explain why everyone's so mad at Brie Larson right now, but they also explain why everyone loves Jack Black or everyone loves. Um, Chris Evans. Or Chris Interesting Fine one or is Hemsworth. Tom Cruise one because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, it's in kind of a not negative light, but not as positive light as like when he does Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Jack Black, he's he's confident, but it's because he commits to everything he's doing. If he's going to go out on Ellen, he's going to dance his ass off. He has no idea how to dance. But then when he's done, he's like, I was really worried back there, but I was like, I've got to commit. And so he like goes Jack Black mode and dances like a crazy person. Then he everyone loves him. But he's also super comfortable with his flaws. So he'll go out on on Conan O'Brien and he'll sprawl out and just let his gut just hang out. And he's just like comfortable and he's like hugging people and got his arm around him. So everywhere he goes, he's super comfortable and he's his gut is just showing. But like nobody cares because he's comfortable. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, his confidence is part of his charisma, I guess. Yep. But yeah, you guys should check out this YouTube. It's it's super interesting. Because he, he talks a lot about, uh, God, who's that late night host? Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Craig Ferguson is like his favorite person to talk about. It's like the ultimate flirt. Because Craig Ferguson has more confidence than anyone on the planet. That mm-hmm. guy is confidence central. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love Jack Black. I, I, I idolize the dude. Honestly, like he's almost everything he does but is funny. I, I need some. I need right? some. Uh, yeah, I, and I need some. Even when he was like on, you know, Cable Guy, some of his older stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I need some. Uh, I need some more tenacious D. That's what I need, dude. I think he's at this point in his career where he can just do whatever he wants now. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing a bunch of kids movies because he wants to. Mm-hmm. It's, Dude, and all of his half of his videos on Jablinski have Kyle in them, and so him and Kyle are goofing around. It just, yeah, I love it. I loved, I've loved every second of what I've watched on Jablinski. It's good stuff. Also, Jablinski's a great, a great name because it's Jack Bl- mm-hmm, J A B L Insky. In case and you didn't get he's it, he's always he's always chasing ninjas, or he's like the ninjas are stealing his stuff, and he's. It, the running jokes he has on that show. It's great. But <laughs> uh, anything you've been doing, Scott? Um, yeah, I started watching a Netflix show called The Chef Show. Have you seen this? Oh, that's mm-hmm. the one with uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's basically I'm... so him and the uh, a chef named Roy Choi. Um basically teamed up and made the movie chef chef i love you seen the movie i haven't seen the movie the movie chef is fantastic and so so basically everything he does in that show is based off of roy Choi's, who's this uh la based chef that's awesome he had a food truck and then yeah and now he now he has like four or five five star restaurants type thing yeah um but uh he basically just has 
he has celebrities on and they cook stuff and they cook it in bulk. Um, so I've only watched the first two episodes and the first one has like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and, uh, and what's his name? The comedian, uh, Reese loves him. Joe Rogan? No. Um, anyway, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Uh, yeah, it's really good. They they make like the uh, the uh, Cubano from the from the movie. I remember. It, it's really it's about... really cool. I, I really I really enjoy. I, I've been really getting into, into cooking shows recently. Anyway, and and the reason seeing... why the reason why I initially watched it is because I watched Binging with Babish, which is another YouTuber, and he's on the show in like episode five or something. So I the first Babish. episode has Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yes, because that's the one there. She's like. He's like, I remember was in Spider-Man? Yeah. 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 We came up with this when we were in Spider-Man. She's like, no, I was in Avengers. <laughs> He's like, no, you're in Spider-Man. She's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Remember this scene? Like, that was in Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> when, when Tony proposed that one? It's <laughs> in Spider-Man? Anyway. I remember seeing that article. So it's a good show. If you're into cooking and you like John Favreau, check it out. I like both of those things. Check it out. Yeah, speaking of John Favreau, I'm pretty stoked for the new Lion King movie. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, <clears throat> should be good. Hey, Jungle Book was great. It. I mean, he's he's a he's a very competent director. We've talked about him before. Um, I'm pretty stoked for uh, for Lion King, even though speaking it's basically of Lion shot, King, shot for shot remake. But speaking I don't, of Lion I don't King care. and Disney, Chris had this this point the other day about how many movies Disney is releasing this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the, so and many the, remakes. And the, well, there's Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, go ahead. But I was just thinking, I was talking to Kylie, and I was like, just think of the movies that Disney is going to release this year. Just think about it for a second. Avengers, which made $2 billion. Captain Marvel, which made a billion dollars. And they released Dumbo, that flopped, but doesn't matter. And then Aladdin, and then Lion King, and then Frozen 2, and then Toy Story 4, and then Star Wars. And Look the, at all that. Those are bangers, huge. all of them. All of them. And they all could potentially make a billion dollars. It's nuts. It's it's, it's unreal. They're, they're a machine. But he mentioned Toy Story four, and that's what our our episode is about today. Hey, so there's my uh, well, there's my it's fancy, half of the episode. Uh, there's my fancy uh, uh, segue. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to give Scott some credit. So because Scott came up with this topic, and I want to give Scott some credit on this one because I think it's hilarious. Like the idea of child's play versus Toy Story is. It's funny to me, but it's also funny that you have uh, two movies coming out of the same week that are about well, it makes toys me, coming I never noticed yeah. that. It makes me wonder if Child's Play did that on purpose. I think they did. Like I, a, I don't know why they wouldn't. Isn't there you know, another... Like, 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 you know, there's always these tandem movies that come out. Isn't there another Chucky movie yeah. scheduled? I was actually... This is super interesting. I was, I was going to get into it once we started. Oh, okay. But the person that created um, Child's Play is mad that they have started like rebooted his his franchise because his franchise is still ongoing oh okay. they have another movie coming out this year it's going to go straight to dvd not even blu-ray so is, 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 is the one that comes out right now on the 21st is that uh is that the reboot or mm-hmm. is that the ongoing one it's a reboot oh, as, okay. it's starting over it has nothing to do with the creator he had no part in it he didn't even want his name in it yeah. is it the same production company like who owns this i think it's mgm it's no, weird. the one that just came out. Yeah, or that's, well, that's coming, going, out, coming out. It's Orion and like United Artists. You got to be. So it's 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 two. But, but who owns Orion? I th- I think it's someone pretty big. 
you, you got to be careful with these uh, horror reboots because I think the only one that I can think of right now off the top of my head that's successful is it. But you have like a Nightmare on Elm Street tried to reboot that flopped. You had uh, it didn't. Fred, well, they made a lot of money. They made a lot of money, but well, they haven't no made sequels. Horror movies flopped, right? Um, but you had uh, I guess the new Halloween movies. Uh, well, the ones earlier. I was, was going to say I don't think that's what good. you're saying. It's is pretty true good, at all. But, but I mean the the uh, Friday the Thirteenth one that they remade didn't. I mean I guess when I say they flopped means they haven't continued them mm-hmm. like you'd think they would. Like the the horror movies are meant to be continued, right? And so I'm just I'm curious what they're going to do. With and, the and this is something that we never play. really get into on our podcast too is horror movies because three fourths of us don't like them. I I really like horror movies. I've seen. I like them. Okay, so half of us don't like them. Correct. Um, but there there is like so so Child's Play came out in 1989, and it's a cult classic a classic movie mm-hmm. yeah. that people it came out and they're like that movie was kind of dumb but look at its staying power mm-hmm. and like the actors and actresses in it didn't go on to do anything special but they're always going to be associated with that movie and it came out 30 years ago everybody knows who chucky is and what what chucky is and so if you can create an iconic character you're successful even just in that right mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and it's funny you you mentioned that chucky or child's play is being rebooted but then they're also releasing another one that's kind of a just a continuation yeah, it's original called, story. It's called Charles. But uh, didn't Halloween do the same thing? Because they had the Rob Zombie remakes, mm-hmm. and then they just made another Halloween that was a continuation of the ones with uh, uh, Laurie Strode. No. Strode? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the one Jimmy that, Lee Curtis. The one that just came out is a direct sequel to the first movie. Okay. So, so that, it pretends okay. like the, the rest of them don't exist. Okay. So they pulled a... Okay. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cool. Hmm. Well, this one, th- this episode will be another grab bag episode, kind of like what we did with John Wick and Pikachu. 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 Um, so we just have a, a bunch of papers folded in a hat. Scenes from a hat. That I will be pulling <laughs> and we will be talking show? about. <laughs> Are we going to have to do improv? <clears throat> That's what it's all about. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's jump in. First one. All right, so ooh, it's the first one on the list. Um, as most of us know, Chucky will be played by Mark Hamill in the upcoming Child's Play movie. What is Mark Hamill's best role, Luke Skywalker or the Joker? Okay, and this is my question. And before we answer, obviously Luke Skywalker is his most famous role, but what did he do the best in? So What's his um, best performance. So Luke Skywalker is like, especially in the in the first movies, he's like the most whiny. <laughs> like it, it's seriously, it's hard to like him to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's why that's kind of almost leaning me towards the Joker because at first, obviously, I was thinking the same thing you were, Chris. Like obvious choices, Luke Skywalker. But as a character, do I like him as a character? I don't know. You don't it like was, Luke Skywalker? Well, no. Do I? Do I? Yeah, well, not do in I? the first one. I, I I never once thought he was whiny until watching it when I was older. So, <laughs> Absolutely, uh, so it and, makes me wonder if that was like, what, what made me think he was whiny was when I list like but I, I was gonna go and get power converter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there, there's I got this random uh, audio book thing that's that was like a um a radio um release of the star wars stories and he played luke in it and everything and uh it's just like this big cast that was on the radio that 
and it was in that one because it was like a, a radio script and so he, anyway it was it was bad he was super whiny he made me hate him <laughs> interesting the the issue that i have with um okay so first of all it, it's it's hard for me to compare a voice actor character with a um a live action character because i mean i don't want to take anything away from a from voice acting because voice, voice acting is tough um but the the problem is is that when you're a kid watching Batman the animated series and you have this Joker and you like the Joker, you don't know who's voicing him until you're like a little older and you look it up and you're like, oh, the dude who played Luke Skywalker is the voice of the Joker. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if, if you've seen anything else where Mark Hamill plays kind of a psychotic character, but he plays that role often. Um, not often, but like it's kind of a, a role that he kind of falls back on. Does that make sense? Uh, being a joker I don't type? Wanna, kind of like, so what other roles? Okay. Well, I'm going to say this and you guys need to remember that I have three girls. Okay. Three daughters. We were watching Supergirl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was cast as, uh, the, uh, one of the villains of, of Supergirl. I can't remember his name, but he was, he was, he played a psychotic person but basically he it was him acting and he was he was he was did well in it but his voice the entire time sounded like the joker he was basically the joker but on a supergirl tv show right um and so i just it 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 felt like it cheapened that role and it felt like i didn't so did it cheapen uh his role as joker or his role in the in the tv show it it cheapened okay it didn't cheapen his role as the joker because he defined the role of the joker for a lot of people uh especially for voice acting just like um kevin conroy defined the role of batman he's right he's some people's favorite batman yes absolutely and i don't want to take anything away from mark hamill's joker um but it kind of cheapened mark hamill's ability not ability but his his the way that he he brings these characters out it kind of cheapened it a little bit for me there because he just kind of fell back into the joker and maybe it's a directing issue maybe he was directed to do that yeah you know? they, that's what they asked for specifically yeah and, and so i don't want to i don't want to put too much onto mark hamill on that but it, it kind of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way and so i i have i don't know i have to give him luke skywalker because it's a more memorable role and it's a role where Luke, uh, Luke has gone through this incredible, uh, character arc where he was a whiny little bitch. And then he became basically the hero of the galaxy. Um, and, and the, the arc itself plays well because Mark Hamill grew with the role. That's a good point. And, uh, I think he played both the roles at like the perfect moment in his life. And obviously it's just a casting. That's casting. It's not necessarily him, but like, that whiny kid, it was perfect timing for him to do it. And then he grew into mm-hmm. the, what he became as Luke Skywalker. And then the role as the Joker, it was it was a really good time in his life. Anyway, I think he played the character really well in both cases. So when I think of Mark Hamill, I think of Luke Skywalker. However, uh, when I think of the Joker, I think of Mark Hamill. So uh, I'm going to say the Joker just because I think that – his portrayal of the Joker is so iconic to that character specifically. I, I do also great. have to say I'm pretty excited when I when I heard that Mark Hamill was going to be Chucky. I was actually pretty excited about it because I think Mark Hamill does have the chops to do it. But if he brings out the Joker as Chucky, 
I think it'll be bad. I, I've heard a sample of the voice he's going to use. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't sound it like doesn't? it. doesn't? Okay. So he's... And that's fine. Uh, like, that's fair. But if if it does come out as Jokery, his, the laugh, anything, and it sounds like the Joker from Batman the Animated Series, it's going to... It might ruin it for me. The movie Chucky, mm-hmm. that is. I don't think anything could ruin the Joker. But anyway, Chris, you haven't given your... Um, Joker. I think, he, I think he did a better performance as a Joker. I think when he had Luke, he was really young. It was like his almost second acting gig ever after like American Graffiti, which I think you're talking about Harrison Ford. No, are are we going to include the Luke Skywalker yeah, from um, from the most right? recent? Harrison Ford was in American Graffiti. Oh no, um, Luke was Mark Hamill because um, George Lucas directed it. Harrison Ford was definitely in American Graffiti. Well, then they both were. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a drag racer anyway <laughs> so uh i i was making a point and then i was interrupting you guys um but are we are we including luke uh um, mark camel's performances luke in the uh, uh the last, the last special jedi? no oh. the last jedi <laughs> yes why wouldn't we well I, because we were referencing mark hamill's being young and an inexperienced actor in the first one when he was when he when he played Luke, but then he's had years and years and years of um, you know acting yeah, experience, and, and then he came back to be Luke in in the Last Jedi. Yeah, it's, and yeah. say what you will about Last Jedi, his his interactions with Yoda were awesome. I loved. Yeah, him. I he actually so good in that. He I'm actually so one of the few also, that actually really likes Last that Jedi blue, when he when you find out where the blue milk comes from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. All right, um, we're moving on. Yeah. Next, next one. up, um, who would you rather have dinner with, Mark Hamill or Tom Hanks? Chucky or Woody? Mark Hamill. I'm gonna say Mark Hamill as well. Mm-hmm. I think just I have so I would have so many more questions for Mark Hamill than Tom Hanks. I feel like I'd have more to talk about with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, although Tom Hanks, he has such a widespread variety of everything he's done. It makes me think he wouldn't love the one thing as much as Mark Hamill loves the one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Tom Hanks is what I, I, uh, did you hear that, Chris? Mm -mm. Scotty and I just disagreed on something. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a first. (laughs) Um, Tom Hanks, the, the. I know Mark Hamill is. You guys way, need to write down your answers next time until we can know. The for way sure. he, uh, the way he, the way that Mark Hamill uh, interacts with fans is always great. But the the things that you see of Tom Hanks, just when he's not around anything, like the the random people, the the dude that passed out drunk at a bar, and Tom Hanks took a picture next to him. That Tom Hanks is jogging through a park and runs up on a wedding photography session and he runs up and then just takes starts taking pictures with the bride and groom that while they're it, just that kind of stuff with Tom Hanks I think like sitting down with him and having dinner with him would be really cool also he might be my favorite actor of all time he's been in so many awesome different roles and um in the Simpsons movie, the U.S. government had to borrow some of his credibility, uh, and he tussled the kid's hair, and it made sparks come out. So, of course, uh, of course, I'd pick Tom Hanks. I loved how the Simpsons movie set this goal that they were going to have any celebrities <laughs> except for Tom Hanks. Like the the whole voice acting crew was the original cast, 
And then there's Tom Hanks. They had to make the exception for him. <laughs> it was great. Dude, have you seen... Um, it was it was in like early 2000s. Uh, Tom Hanks... I can't remember what movie he did, but in his contract that he didn't he didn't see in his contract that he would it was it was produced by Sony and in his contract he had to go to Sony's like presentation at some conference and he had to present for like 10 or 15 minutes and he didn't know and he was pissed that he had to do it and so he spent the entire 10 minutes off prompter just like bashing on Sony and then and, and half of the presentation the CEO came out and he was just bashing to his face in front of the whole crowd. And the CEO took it and tried really well. But it, it was the, it's like the funniest thing. Because someone with the charisma of Tom Hanks, can, only he could get away with it. And people were just eating it up. It was so funny. You got to look it up. So it funny. So your pick was Mark Hamill. Yeah. And uh, Chris said Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And you said Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, my first knee-jerk reaction is Mark Hamill. Um, but then as I think about it, I think I'm gonna have to go with Tom Hanks. Um, I, I've liked more of Tom Hanks's movies and I'd want to talk to him about some of his roles and things that he's, you know, things that he brought to some of his characters, because you think of Tom Hanks movies, he's, I'm sure he's been in some duds, but you don't think of the duds. You think, you think of his, some of his best, uh, best performances, you know, good stuff. Cool. Great. All right. All right. Which franchise has dumber humans child's play or to- toy story <laughs> dumber <funny>. humans <laughs> which which humans are more blind to the obvious toys that are living i, I my i'm going to have to go directly with to toy story because like i mean the um, like ev- the idea is that okay child's play only one toy is brought to life and murders people right but yeah. like but like in toy story the idea is that Every single toy Every single has toy. the ability to come to life, even in, and as Toy Story 4 has shown that even when a kid makes a little spork into a toy, it now has life, yeah. right? Which is cool in its own that, way. That, like, like the, that drives me crazy, dude. Like, honestly, not, not that, not that what you're saying is stupid, but the logic in Toy Story sometimes, like, yeah, Mr. Potato Head puts his eyes, nose, and mouth on a on tortilla, tortilla, and now <laughs> no. that thing is alive. I'm like, well, what if you put it on a building? Like, what? I don't get this. What, <laughs> what is the like consistent rules for this franchise? <laughs> and then like and I was a little Barked kid up the wrong tree I was a little kid too but they were like Andy's coming everybody run and then they just like just like kind of frantically run around and they get away perfectly exactly and, and I was like that's no that's every toy in the world and I was like eight I was like no I exactly <laughs> like, like if there's that much like room for error yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna go bad a exactly lot more. i couldn't right? suspend my disbelief when i was like yeah. six years old that, that's no way that's why my answer has to go with toy stories humans are dumber because the the, <laughs> the chances of like more like toys making more mistakes like when every toy can come to life is a lot higher and i know we're talking about a dumb kids movie but come on <laughs> the, the thing about this dumb kids movie is it has some deep themes that, that make you feel things as an adult so Agreed. that's why we're, we're, we're treating it as like I think a, all four of us have cried yeah. at least once mm. during this series. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so I don't think it's wrong to judge it as a, as a more a, like mature and, movie. And to that end as well, like when you have it, child's play, Chucky uh, is a toy that comes to life and murders people. He's the only to- thing that's doing, uh, the only toy that's doing that. And so when you have the police and anybody who's investigating the murders or whatever the case is, who's going to suspect a toy? You know I mean, like, and uh, well, like that. I mean, I've, n- I've never seen. What, does that make them dumb? I haven't seen one child's play movie. 
Um, but I feel like I mean, and I know they're sequels, right? So how how does this toy keep getting away with this? <laughs> so I guess this is my time to shine. But Please the, do. the very first movie was actually kind of uh, good in like a like a like a horror movie type like of in way. A bad movie kind of way. No, no, because it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie yet. There was I, I now that I've because I was I was young when it came out. I was two, but. I was aware of Child's Play and Chucky before Toy Story. So Toys Coming to Life, I had a fear of it because of this movie. Like I, I looked at my toys at night and I was filled with dread because of this movie. Dude, I remember Toy Je- Story. Jesse Jesse had a doll in her room that I had to like jump over and like <laughs> and like skirt around because I swear it was gonna come to life. But then like Toy Story kind of cured that phobia because Toys Coming to Life oh, okay. is all of a sudden a good thing now. Mm-hmm. Um but like the the very first one, it was just a, a serial killer. He was getting chased down by the police. He happens to know like voodoo magic, and he touches a doll and he says something, and his soul gets put in the doll. It's not. Oh. It's not like amazing. It's whatever. So there's magic in this in this world. Um, but the very first one, he would only talk to the kid, and it was creepy, and there was a lot of tension. Because the audience knows that Chucky's alive. So the kid's like scared and he's sitting down and he puts the blanket over Chucky and he's like, I'm scared, Chucky. And you, everyone knows that Chucky is a killer, but he's like, I'm your friend. Um, what was the kid's name? Andy or something? No, that's Toy Story. Yeah. I'll have to think of it. But uh, it's there's a lot of tension because he could come to life at any moment. He could snap right. at any moment. Um so yeah, like this going back Andy. and thinking of is it really Andy Barkley? Yeah, see, I knew it was Andy. <laughs> that, that's funny. They're both Maybe Andy. that's on purpose. Andy? I don't know. Maybe that's on purpose. Pixar thrown back to Chucky. That's it. Well, and and I don't want to say Chucky was the first to do it, but at the same time, it's like you know, kids have always been afraid of creepy dolls and creepy toys and stuff like that. Um, yeah, kids coming to life, totally kids and adults. Sure, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a creepy thing. Exclusively but I mean, even children. even a very successful horror franchise right now is about basically a doll. And I can't talk too much about it because I haven't seen it. But the whole Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another one coming out like next week. Yeah, two weeks. And, and and it's all about a doll basically possessed or whatever. I don't know. It's it's but it's about a doll and um or that's what you at least think it is about, but whatever. Anyway. Hmm. So are we all in agreement that in agreement that it's Toy Story, Toy Story humans yep. are dumber? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Next one is this one was written eloquently, so I'll read it word for word. Toy Story, Toy Story kicked off maybe the most impressive run of movies and created one of, if not the greatest animation studios of all time. Is the movie that good? First of all, how dare you? Is it, about that? Is it the, the first movie we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, the first movie. The first movie. First to- so when I wrote the question, when I say the greatest run of movies, I mean Pixar movies. So so all the when you when you take Pixar mm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, Cars 2 was awesome, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys need to stop disagreeing. This is making me uncomfortable. Um <laughs> Even jokingly, no. Uh, Even jokingly, the um, the other thing that you have to consider as well are the other studios that have started doing the same style of animation, like DreamWorks mm-hmm. and um, Sony Animation and Blue mm-hmm. Sky and these sure. other ones that have done them. Because yeah, they're copycats of Pixar, if you will. Maybe but they're they made not. Some but, really great movies. But but what what Toy Story <laughs> did is is you like you had 
the 3d animation, like, ep- like shorter episodes, things like that, like that, that Pixar and other studios would do. But toy story was really the first one that actually and if a you full look, feature. If you go back and it. watch toy story, the first one, the ad animation is, uh, it can get rough. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it, mm-hmm. you can tell it's made in 1995. Yeah. Like it's, it's quite obvious, but there's so, a, there's a reason. There's a reason why, um, the 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 main animation that they use now is that style of animation for everything for tv shows even like for like my my daughters watch uh sophia the first and it's that same style of animation it's it's not it's not hand-drawn animation anymore and toy story uh really jump-started that and so i think to that credit like if you're going to credit toy story for 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 Pixar's run, I would go further and credit Toy Story for all of the the, the mm-hmm. CGI animation or the yeah. 3D animation, whatever you want to call it. I would credit Toy, Toy Story, Story with all of that. Single handedly killed hand drawn animation because other studios are like, oh, we can do that for cheaper and quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't it's know. About cheaper. It looks better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think it depends because I think hand drawn animation is timeless. Yeah, like Tarzan is awesome. But one of you, my favorite, one of my favorite Disney movies of all time is Emperor's New Groove, which is okay. One. But yeah, but go look at like Chicken Little now. Like, I, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't disagree with you with on that is timeless, because <clears throat> that's because the, it 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 doesn't it ages well, hand drawn. Right. Oh yeah, ages yeah, well. that makes sense. Whereas the three D right animation doesn't quite age well yeah I, but the main question was about whether or not the toy movie. story i think the movie is that good of a movie I, I think the story and the characters are so good like there's so there's there's really good tension in your main characters even even the the um the lower characters that are more just plot driving uh devices are really thought out and good i, I think it's a great movie i i do too i think that the the characters themselves <laughs> Just by themselves, even down to Slink and and Lenny Le- and Rex, the, those characters are amazing. Like the, Mr. Spell, just the way that those characters were built. Even the RC car, mm-hmm. like who's gone after the first movie? Who's gone after the first movie? But like he had such a great personality. Like you could see him trying so hard to get the Woody and Buzz back to the to the moving truck, and then his batteries were dying, and it was like heart wrenching. And I don't know. I I thought that it was. And he communicates. This through is revving his engine. Through revving. His this engine. is the reason why Toy Story was so great. Is because I mean, obviously, you have everything in the face value. You have the toys existing and being alive in a uh, giant world and everything. But you have the in the story. You have. Um, everybody telling a character what he isn't and what he is right. But he refuses mm-hmm. to believe that he's anything but a spaceman. Right. And even when he realizes that he really is a toy, he still has to like step up and do something huge. And that is fly basically, yeah. you know, or falling with style. And I, I guess the, the idea is if you look at it a, a little bit deeper than just the, just the animation, just the, the aspect of it, but you have, you have basically a story where everybody is telling Uh, telling buzz that he is isn't is or isn't something that how he should be basically what he basically should be and even when he has to accept that fate he still has to rise up and do great things and then there's the um again going into like more deep stuff and i'll get into it later if if another question comes up but um 
the, on the other side, Woody is a very flawed protagonist. Like he's not the greatest guy. Um, and we'll get into that later, but uh, um, I, I figured I'd, I'd hop on your thing where where the, the at face value it's it's fun movie, but there's a lot of deeper stuff that to moment, the characters. That moment when Buzz is in Sid's house and tries to jump out the window, tries to fly out the window. And real that's the moment where he realizes he's a toy, mm-hmm. and, he, and he he jumps and it's this majestic thing for him. He falls down the stairs, and then he and then he starts falling and he realizes, oh, I'm not a spaceman. And then he hits the stairs and his arm breaks off. And that moment where he's just laying there, just like clearly, well, I. It's like it was a serious moment. Yeah, it was a serious moment for that character. I, it, and it it's has, impressive. And, and it has like pretty crazy consequences. Like he he go his he like mental illness type consequences yeah. for him. He becomes Mrs. Nesbit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Um, uh, so are we? Uh, what do we try to decide? Yes, it is. Yes, it's, it is. Oh, sorry. Okay, good. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Yes, it is that damn good. Um, the who is the best character in Toy Story that is not named Woody or Buzz? Rex. No, oh, Rex is good. I like what's. I mean, I don't even. Know I mean, the Ham pig. is great. Ham, I love Ham, dude. No, Ham. When he's when in in two, when he's blowing through the channels, and they're like, no, 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 we saw, and he goes, sorry, I'm already halfway around. I gotta roll around to the next time we go through the channels. Like, Ham is so. Uh, when he falls down, his court comes out and don't look. <laughs> and has to put the money back in. It's just, uh, ham was great. I think mine's uh, Mr. Potato Head specifically from the first one. Yeah. Cause he's just such an a-hole. <laughs> he is. But he, um, I don't know. He, he almost is like second in command before Buzz comes along. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he's a good foil to Woody, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does uh, even think, for Andy, he's a foil. He's the bad guy in mm-hmm. every make believe thing Andy does. With yeah, him. I want to say Slinky Dog, but he's just a yes man uh-huh. to, to Woody. Uh, so is Rex because he doesn't like confrontation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like confrontation. No, uh, that, one thing I love about Rex is how honest he is about his about himself. Like he's oh yeah, he's very honest about all of his. Plus uh, Wallace Shawn. Well, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wrench into this, and I'm gonna say uh, the aliens. Uh-huh. Are you saying that just to say it? Like you honestly? No, I one? I actually am honestly thinking about it because like, um, well, they're the saviors in the third. One. Yeah, well, and that's part of it too. You know, they're they're reliable. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're the. Um, Anyway, but um, the class. Actually, uh, the aliens kind of confuse me because there should only be one, and he should be torn to shreds. So why is there a whole bunch? Does uh does Spanish mode re- buzz count as not what your buzz? Because he's my favorite. <laughs> well, he is not buzz. He's like he's he's Spanish mode buzz. Kylie asked me this because Kylie's helped me come up with questions, and she's like, "Who would win in a fight, Spanish mode buzz or the buzz from the second movie that has the flying belt? Oh, the one that fights a zerg." And I was like, "That is a great question." <laughs> uh, the Spanish mode buzz because it's prison rules. Because prison rules. <laughs> That's racist, but accurate. <laughs> um, 
I would also have to throw in Ken from from that one too. He's oh, only right. he's Ken only in a, he's Michael, only in number three. Michael but, Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, Ken is really good because <laughs> he's like conflicted. Yeah, when, yeah. And people, Barbie, love conflicted characters. When Barbie starts threatening Ken by tearing his clothes, and he's like, "No!" <laughs> also, I love that scene where the Ken goes to like the group where the other guys are, and they're gambling with that like children's toy where that makes a noise mm-hmm. you pull the lever and it was like I got money on cow and it lands on pig and they're like oh <laughs> I thought that was that was clever that was really funny <clears throat> yeah that's those are yeah so wait so you got I'm gonna say ham, Re- I'm gonna say Rex ham Rex Mr. Potato Head and Ken no I'm gonna go with the aliens okay aliens. cool nice all right next question who would you rather have I'm not sure how to word this who would you rather have on your team a fiercely loyal Chucky or Woody on your team yeah oh, or, this is Troy, Troy has to explain this one are we playing tennis <laughs> <laughs> so the um, Woody is extremely reliable or, or I guess loyal he's extremely loyal and he will do anything it takes to get the job done even if he's stuck in someone else's house and has to be played with by some other some other kid or some demented kid who wants to destroy him he he will get the job done he's always thinking about his child right and so as a result, like, yeah, Woody is loyal, especially. Okay. So, 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 so if you're talking about from the perspective of the child that owns the toy. Yeah. So okay. yeah. who would I rather own? Like, who would you rather have? I think yeah. that changes the question. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, okay. But, but if Chucky was loyal to you, like, like obviously if, if Chucky is going to murder you, like that changes that too. But I'm just thinking like. You have a Chucky who's loyal to you, and he will do anything for you, including kill people if needed. Well, okay, so that's when you first asked this question. I was like, "Are we like is this like we're fighting somebody?" No, no, no. Because if we're fighting somebody, I want Chucky. But if it's just to own, why in the hell would anybody pick Chucky? Because he kills people. <laughs> it, it sounded better in my mind. <laughs> so as a clearance, I think Woody is probably the one that I would want. In, in either situation, I guess okay. Like, but if I'm fighting, uh, if I'm fighting Troy and his Woody, <laughs> I'm gonna take Chucky. Do I have to censor but, that? <laughs> but all this, but all this being said, Woody did some pretty messed up stuff to Sid at the end of the first okay. movie. Let me let me ref- let me let me nearly, nearly probably sent him into a the, crazy. This, hospital. this question kind of flopped a little bit, as like it did in my head. What I meant, what I envision, isn't so much like who you own, Troy's but like Woody flopped. basically your um your friend, like. You know, like Woody is, you know, is, would you rather have Woody as your friend or would you have rather have Chucky as your friend? Who's loyal to you? Woody. Woody? Okay. Woody. Well, I just want to see and, who's got a sick my first, Well, my first answer was Chucky because I thought this was going to be more of like a, a fight or something. Okay. Yeah, if you had to enter, enter Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're walking Chucky down, you know, Kombat, a, a, a back alley and it's, you know, it's crazy and somebody, <clears> you know. Pulls a knife on you. Who do you want on it? You know, well, that's Chucky, obviously, right? Because get him, Chucky. I don't know. Like I said, like the question made more sense in my mind. But yeah, <laughs> well, maybe we can move question. on. So, good. so um, I don't know when we'll be able to bring this up again, but this seems kind of relevant. Um, get him, Chucky. But remember last year when we all saw Ready Player One and Chucky was in it. Mm-hmm. And they're, they throw, he's like, it's effing Chucky. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time my son ever saw Chucky. And it's, he came out 30 years ago. And so now my son is aware of Chucky because of a movie that came out last year. <laughs> so that somehow that little guy still managed to stay cultural, culturally relevant. Um, he hosted, he, he did the weekend report on SNL too. 
with Daryl Hammond. Who? Chucky did. Did he really? Yes. <laughs> like, like way back in eighty nine mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's I think it's almost weird. Like we I think we're underestimating how culturally impactful Chucky was in the nineties. Because everyone knew him. He was oh, I insanely remember. Popular. Yeah, I, I don't, definitely I don't, remember the '90s. I don't, and I definitely I'm not underestimating that. We, we went to like. Did you guys ever go to like uh, haunted houses in the '90s? Oh yeah, and, and there Chucky was, was there. always. He was like the either host. a child or a midget <laughs> running around mm-hmm. with a knife. Well, before you got in, there was a guy that would talk to you, oh, and yeah. it was either Freddy Krueger or Chucky. Or Chucky, because <laughs> these are like the only slasher movie guys that would that had personality. They would talk. Right. Were, yeah. So, yeah, I think I just think it's weird. It's very interesting. Dude, I, I told you guys about going over to my friend's house. Like, basically, my only exposure to Chucky, like the actual movie, was it was on at my friend's house. His, his older brothers were watching it, and I briskly walked through the room without looking at the TV because I knew it would scare me. <laughs> and uh, it still affected me quite a bit. Like I was saying, like, waiting for my sister's doll to, to come to life and... Kylie has without even seeing the movie. Kylie has a lot of dolls that were given to her by her grandmother, and I'm trying to figure out how I can throw them away (laughs) because she's attached to them emotionally, and I don't want them in my house at all. So yeah, thanks, Chucky. (laughs) Chuckster. All right. Next question: Is Woody really a good guy? That was one I wrote. Well, um, uh, so in that first movie, he is a vengeful, vindictive ass. He is very and selfish. The only reason they were in that situation at all is because of him. Because he was afraid of uh, uh, losing his losing top power. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> and and almost everything he does is self-serving. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty selfish character. Yeah, for sure. but he's played by one of the most charismatic people that has ever lived, and so. It plays really well into that. I, I don't know. Like in in Woody's mind, though, like the ends justify the means. Like, yeah, he's selfish. He's self-serving, but he's doing it because for the greater good, for the greater good of he's there. He is trying to protect his child and his child's toys, his family, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the end, so at the end of the movie, he comes around and sees that it's for the greater good. And that he needs to share the throne, basically. Sure. But and, and, and does the, the movie, ends really justify the means? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, he, he did a dumb thing when he when he knocked Woody out of the window, right? Buzz, yeah. Buzz, that's right. Um, but he immediately realized he needed to fix it. Well, and he just obviously has some really deep-seated <clears throat> insecurities. And the best the best heroes, the best heroes the in any film. character in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best hero in any film is going to have insecurities yeah. and is going to make dumb decisions and then have to own up to them and fix them. So, yeah, I think that makes Woody a pretty dang good hero because, yeah, he knocked, he knocked Buzz out of the window <clears throat> and then went on this huge journey to find him and bring him back. Well, even and then, maybe, maybe it was because people were rejecting him but he ultimately did it. And then as a result, the Woody from the future films or the, the ones after the first toy story, he was, he was pretty much right on. I mean, not always though. Cause you can almost every toy story movie is based on a moral dilemma for Woody. Like in the first one, he's okay. He's feeling challenged by buzz. And the second one, 
he's a famous person and he wants to stay away from Andy and go be famous in oh, right, Tokyo. Yeah. In the third one, he's afraid of being sold. Everyone's uh, Andy's moving to college, and he's trying to get he's trying to go there by himself. I think, or I, I mean, maybe I'm misremembering. Um, but he's trying to save them all, but he's abandoning Andy, and then he leaves her to go with the girl, and so. But I guess I guess what I'm trying so he's, to say he's constantly conflicted. He's a hero. He's not an anti-hero, but he's not altruistic. Yeah, he's not. He's not your. He's not your Boy Scout. He's not going to make the right choice every single time. But I think that's what makes him a good hero. I think that right. you know you're 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 showing this movie to kids, and I think you're showing telling kids like, yeah, you make dumb decisions, but make it right. Yeah, and that's exactly. This is exactly what I want to talk about with uh, bringing uh, asking this question is that um, he's he, he is kind of the I mean it's really popular now to have the anti-hero or a, a hero that has lots of conflict in them um, or a hero that is done, the bad guy I think it's done so well and so it's done really uh, seeming seamlessly in this in this movie because it's a children's movie and so it has to be um, done in a way that children can like the character because that's what keeps children watching and then for us it's, it's a little different anyway um I think it's done master. But even if you look at the first film and you say you've got a cowboy versus a spaceman as a kid in the theater, which toy would you rather have? I think anybody would rather have buzz. Mm -hmm. It's a reason why the, 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 the actual toy story, toy sales buzz is, is huge because, because buzz is the, I've seen that buzz's cells are like triple what Woody dolls are. (laughs) Right. And it reflects the movie. And as a result in the movie, like obviously buzz or uh, Woody is the, um, protagonist um but uh you know it's against buzz who you as a child like more and so you're kind of conflicted as a child watching this right like this question though mostly revolves around the first movie yeah the way the way he pushes buzz out the window the way he the whole you are a toy the um the way he he is disgusted and repulsed by the toys at Sid's house, mm-hmm. and how he's get away from us, you cretins! And he's he's all he, like he's such an awful person. Did you see the um, bef- um, before this movie came out? They wanted um, Disney was giving Pixar notes, and they were like, make Woody meaner because they wanted to be him to be a little more edgy. And so they they filmed a few scenes. They never animated it, but Tom Hanks was this as his voiceover for Woody. He's just yelling at everybody, insulting everybody. Yeah, and there's like, wireframes for it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But he's like, "I'm in charge. You get back in your place." And he's like, and then when they were making it, they're like, "I don't like this guy no. at all." You, but, mean, you have like to have a likable character. Well, I think they they kept some of that. Yeah, and that made Woody what he is. He, he's a super unique character. Sure, like, but Woody's also old 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 too he's been around the block a few times didn't they say that he is andy's mom's toy growing up no they said that uh the the theory that i'm remembering is that the the jesse Jesse is his mom's toy that's it that's it yep um can we do one that uh i was asking mama gifford about this the other night and she wanted to hear our take on sure something so just just your thoughts on marvel or not so wait so is what are you a good guy oh, yeah. um he's, no. he's conflicted he's he's self-serving but the question is do the ends justify the means no i'm saying he's not a good guy 
Me too. I'm saying he's conflicted and he learned his lesson and he's loyal. He's a good guy. In the first movie, he's a, he's he's a good not. Guy. In the second two, he, he is. In the first movie, he's dealing with jealousy, and which is a very human emotion, and, and he makes a dumb decision, but he goes on an extremely then, dangerous quest to make to right his wrong decision. So I would say, yes, he is very much... But the dangerous quest was self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Sure, The yeah. entire point of it was self-preservation. And, not, and in, not the end, to, in the end... Not to save Buzz, but... And in the but end, in Buzz, the end, Buzz saved skin. him doing the exact same thing he told Buzz he couldn't. But in the end, he did have to learn a lesson, and he learned his lesson, and he learned it. But in the end, Buzz flies, and he never does it again because they're like, <laughs> "Oh, we have to make more." Well, he has a rocket strapped to his back. That's fair um, too. Okay, so Mama, I say yes, he's a hero. I say he's a hero, but he's a conflicted mm-hmm. hero, which is yeah, he's a hero. He's just not a good guy. Um, okay, so Mama Gifford said she wanted to hear our thoughts on um, Pixar focusing on male heroes and Disney on female heroes. Have you thought about that at all? Mm. Aside from Merida, I think every well, Pixar and, hero... And Inside Out. And Inside Out. So mm. there's, there's two. Did, but basically everything else in Pixar... And then Disney nowadays, modern Disney, because Disney's always been about their princesses, but then you have like Aladdin, but even the new Aladdin that just came out, uh, Jasmine takes a much, much bigger role as far as being the hero in the Has anyone seen that movie, Aladdin? No. The new one? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, I have. Yeah? It was good? Um... So I, I think I've heard I think I talked about, about this last time. Anyway, um, I went in with really low expectations because I wasn't impressed by the by the previews, and the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score was pretty low. And I just I wasn't expecting much, but I I went in and I watched it, uh, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I actually really enjoyed Princess Jasmine. I thought okay. that Naomi Scott, who played her, was did a really really good job, and I thought that the character of Jasmine was done well. So I guess your mom has a point then. That <clears throat> That, well, and she she wasn't trying to make a point about anything. She was just saying, it's 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 just something that's been going on that mm-hmm. that Disney has been focused a lot more on on the female and ant- protagonists, and mm-hmm. uh, Pixar has focused mainly on the male protagonists. And she thought it was interesting that that uh, those two. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking through a list of Pixar movies, and there's not very many. There, there's obviously Inside Out and um, Brave, and Brave, but and then there's also Finding Dory, which um, actually I don't even know if that that really. I mean, she's definitely the main character. Yeah, um, she is the protagonist of that movie. And it's not saying that there the there's not but, the female characters in Pixar to, movies aren't. Right aren't strong or whatever to but mama gifford's point pixar has made predominantly uh male protagonist um films whereas mm-hmm. disney um makes the predominantly female princess protagonist films um that being said i still like the pixar or the 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 disney movies just as much i think i think um i think disney ha- disney's uh 3d animation has come a long way mm-hmm. um like uh I mean, obviously, you can mention. I loved Meet Frozen. the Robinsons. Yeah. Speaking of three D animation Disney mm-hmm. movies that aren't, but like on. modern and, and Wreck It Ralph, modern Disney but we're, animation. Now we're talking about male, right? But but that's what appeals <laughs> to us. We're males. Mo- like, modern that's... Disney though has kind of taken from Pixar. 
like John Lasseter. He now mm-hmm. works for Disney Animation Studios. Uh, and I wish Brad Bird. Okay, so I wish I wish that I would have had a uh, guest on this episode. So a guy I worked with, he I worked under. Uh, his name is Jimmy. Mm. Uh, his name is Jimmy. He actually worked for Disney intera- Disney Animation. He actually worked on Meet the Robinsons. He worked on Astro Boy. Anyway, he worked on a couple. So he's he got to know a lot of the a lot of the the people. Anyway, I talked to him about the difference between. So super relevant to this conversation. And I'm actually surprised I'm just remembering this. I talked to him about um, the difference between like, you know, Pixar and uh, and Disney animations. And he said that one thing that, that Disney's Disney's animation is doing and what they've always done is they've done princesses right from the beginning. Disney has this uh, and musicals, too. If you <clears throat> notice, Pixar doesn't Pixar's characters. They don't sing. Coco. OK, uh, I mean. But so it's the one. It's the one. It's the, one. It's the, okay, they're it's not. The one. Yeah. Okay. They're but not. Yes, but they're I not, agree with They're you. not necessarily musicals. Is what I'm sure. trying to say. Sure. No, like I agree with you. When yes. when when Pixar tried to do a Disney a, did do a princess movie, they did Brave, mm. and it wasn't received as well as uh, Disney princess movies like Frozen, Tangled, and Moana. Just I love that record, Ralph. Too, where the, she talks and like, what did she say? <laughs> they're like, she's not she's even from the really one of us. She's on the other studio. But that's what I. But then when Disney tried to do other uh, movies that are more along the lines of Pixar, like uh, Meet the Robinsons and uh, Astro Boy and Bolt. Astro oh, it was Bolt. Disney. It was yeah. Bolt, the one that he, that he worked on as well. Jimmy did. And so shout out to Jimmy. Um, but those movies weren't necessarily unsuccessful, but they were, they're some of Disney's lesser known movies. Yeah. Meet the Robinson was really, Robinson's was they're really both, good. They're both really yeah, good all movies. Of them, yeah. They're all not, they're all, but they were, they were movies. trying to do something else. Yeah. Okay. I see what and, you mean. and so, and so like, let, I guess we're going to talk about like pigeonholing, right? Um, do what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. Disney, <laughs> Disney is good at, and has always been good at princess movies and getting, making movies that are designed more f- towards you know, little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Pixar has been really good at making non-musical, not like movies that maybe are a little bit more. Well, right out of the gate, towards boys. You have Pixar told- made a movie that will be forever impactful on little boys if they watch it. You got like they related to every single thing. Toys. In the movie. You mm-hmm. got toys that are mainly male toys. You've got bugs. Bugs in uh, mm-hmm. in in Bugs Life. You've monsters. got monsters. Mm-hmm. You've got race cars. Mm-hmm. You've got rats. Mm-hmm. You've got like when you snakes you've and got, snails and puppy dog tails. You've got the the the, got the little boy the li- robots. You got the little boy in the scouts scouting Boys, program. Boy scouts. I mean, the I've wilderness. never noticed this before. This is crazy, isn't it? Wild, yeah. The, so, yeah, like to what Scott said, like do what you're good at, and that's what that's what they're kind of doing. And and they you you occasionally have one like uh, an instance where they do something out of the ordinary that's good, like Wreck It Ralph. Um, but even then, they incorporated the Disney princesses into mm-hmm. it. But I think I think and and I think we should probably end this topic mm-hmm. on or this this specific one on this point is just that that. I think you you talked about Brad Bird, John Lasseter, those guys, and I think I um we had Brad Bird, John Lasseter, and I think it's those guys thinking about their childhood mm-hmm. when they were making the sure. movie and what made them excited, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's cool. Um, it we we have time for a few more. Okay. Good. Then uh, this is. 
Um, if Toy Story and Child's Play were to do a crossover, what would be the plot line for the crossover? <laughs> and this is one I did, and I had a little more time to think about it. Uh, Chucky is brought into Andy's house. Both both Andys are one oh, person. Man. Andy Barclay's house. Oh. And he, all the rest of the toys come to life. The first person he kills is Woody. Right? The first person he kills because he's the leader. And then he slowly starts picking off people that doesn't let him be the leader. And then, but does he do it sneakily so they don't know who's the killer? Sure, it's kind of a mystery uh-huh. amongst the toys. And he, he this pretends is to be really the butler. Dark. I'm getting depressed, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, but he uh, eventually goes to Sid's house and has a showdown with Sid. So here, and fights. Here, this is kind of where mine mine comes in. Is I, my or I, I was I was talking about this with a, a guy I work with, Eric. What's up, Eric Johnson? Um, is I think it would be good. To be to start off at Sid's, and um, so Sid's toys are all demented and look scary, but they're nice. Mm-hmm. And I think Sid's sister brings home Chucky mm-hmm. and has tea parties with him, with the with her other nice looking toys. And so Sid, so his sister's toys are evil, <coughs> and his toys are nice. And then the, that's kind of where they where it comes in. Here's here's so the it's thing. a movie in Sid's house instead of Andy's. Yeah, yeah. Here's the that's, thing in the I like that. A here, lot. Here's the thing in the crossover. I, I like uh, that you just described the plot of Small Soldiers, <laughs> <laughs> the classic movie where where toys come to life mm-hmm. in the late nineties. Phil Hartman was amazing in that. <laughs> oh, rip in peace, dude. Phil Hartman had one, one of my favorite lines ever in that movie, though. Just a side note, but he's watching TV and he turns to his wife and he's like, I think World War II is my uh, favorite war. Like, That's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the- good line. That's a really good line. That's fantastic. So, the, uh, the question is uh, Child's Play and Toy Story crossover. And in my mind, if in order for that to be successful, you have to raise the stakes. You can't have Chucky killing toys. Because you have Chucky kills people. Mm-hmm. So in my mind... Chucky kills Andy? No, Chucky kills Andy's mom. Chucky killed Andy, and then all the toys have and to rally. And then all rally. the toys Why rally. Why do you think Andy doesn't have a dad? But then again, I mean, okay, so... Oh! Scott just, Scott just threw it in there, man. <laughs> it wasn't because budget cuts at Pixar. It was because Chucky. Chucky killed Andy's dad. <laughs> but the toys uh, have to rally to kill the, Chucky. The toys essentially have to expose themselves as being real beings to Andy in order to protect him and his sister after Chucky kills his Ooh, mom. Ooh, I like that. Anyway, that's that. you got to raise the stakes. you so got to have, so then, you gotta have so a toy killing a human, Andy's not a toy toys, killing other toys. Andy's toys team up with Andy to defeat Chucky. Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah, and, and or you know, they stop Chucky before Andy even realizes any of them are alive. There you Andy go. walks in, and all the toys are piled on top of Chucky, <laughs> <laughs> digging his eyes out. <laughs> that would actually make it interesting because, like, the other toys have to like have to uh, to basically go to sleep or like hold still, right? Whenever Andy enters the room, but Chucky doesn't. <laughs> so they're like Dude. fighting. They're fighting Chucky. Red light, green light, one, two, three. <laughs> that, that, drive, that drove me crazy in the first movie that Buzz still pretended to not move, even though he didn't think he was a toy. <laughs> and like everyone knows the rules. I gu- guarantee the writers of the movie were like, why would Buzz they, do they, that? they knew that they knew the plot hole, and that was one of the things like. 
we know we just have to put it in. Like, there's no way the story works if he doesn't do this. So we just kind of have to take a hit on this. Would, everyone's gonna be mad, but we I would have like to do it one if like Andy's holding Buzz and he's about to move or something. Woody's like, "I'll kill you." Like Michael Scott. When they fired. Anyway, cool. All right, Uno Mas. Uno Mas. Then I'll make sure it's a good one. Um, all right, we'll do this one. All right. Um, to- the Toy Story franchise as a whole, is it the greatest of all time? No. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the the ratings online, you look at the the fan reception, the uh, all the, the everything. Greatest animated. So, okay, sure. no. this is Chris's. I think greatest of all time. I said. No. Let's maybe uh, I should read it exactly how you said it. Yeah, I said. Let's frame it right now. Uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Toy Story 4 as a 100%. So, with that being said, and, and Rotten Tomatoes, it is what it is. You know, people use that. It's pass-fail. It's not... Pass-fail. But, is Toy Story the greatest franchise of all time? They don't have a bad entry yet. Yeah. They, they don't have a movie in their franchise that retroactively ruins another movie in the franchise, yeah, because there's a lot of franchises where it's like it's really good if you if you pretend this was that a Star Wars dig. You pre, you it's pretend a, this any, one doesn't. It's exist. Indiana Jones dig. It's a Lord of the Rings. Gotcha, dig. gotcha, gotcha. It's there's nothing in Lord of the Rings. Well, the Hobbit. Well, hobbits. Best franchises ever. Hot take, and that's that's part of the hatred for it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Toy Story doesn't have any of that, and no, we haven't seen the yet. fourth movie yet. Maybe maybe none of us will like it. Maybe none of us will not like it. But I doubt it. Yeah. I I have a high doubt yeah. of that yeah. happening. I'm actually surprised they did a fourth one. I'm, I mean, I'm not. Well, and I was like, really, again, again, and then the reviews there, come like out. And I was like, oh, I guess, why. I guess they had a good story they wanted to tell. It's it's a compelling argument they, they, because they made Toy Story Land at Disney World. They have to follow it up with the movie. <laughs> it's a compelling argument because yes, like like the points you make are valid. Um, if we were to throw in best animated franchise, there's no question. Nope. Nope. There's no question. Best, but you're talking about best franchise, best franchise mm-hmm. and I'm going to say no. I think. So, I so think, what is? I think it's in the it's in the running. It's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's almost. I don't think you can name a, the best franchise. It, that would be didn't so we, hard. Didn't we have a whole episode on this? We had trilogy. Best trilogy, and we had rules around what a trilogy is. So franchise <laughs> and trilogy are very different. Toy Story is not a trilogy. Uh, I. Yeah, probably. I would probably say yeah. I'm going to say that no. I, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and I'm not saying, I'm just guessing, Troy, but if you were to say 
the Dark Knight trilogy is the greatest of all time. Fifty percent of the people hated the third one. I wouldn't, or I, like I wouldn't, Superman or something. No, like, no, no, no. I'm not going. I'm not going DC. Or, no, but I'm. I'm just like saying any franchise you can think of will have a stinker in there that lowers so, the so grade. So your lowers your whole curve. your whole argument your whole argument is based on the fact that Toy Story doesn't have as of yet a bad movie. That's a really but good argument. That's uh, I don't think so because what you're having is your what I'm arguing is I'm arguing staying power. I'm arguing movies that will live. In, yeah, so am I staying uh, power. Okay, fine. So let's talk about movies that have staying power. Let's talk about movies that when movies, when you have a bad movie, people mm-hmm. are legitimately pissed off. You have the MCU. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I mean, we talked about Endgame and like how that one meme, when you talk about watching Iron Man as a, as a young, younger person and then watching it with your watching right, Endgame. Right, right. Anyway, I won't go into that, go into that. But that applies to Toy Story too. <clears throat> but then you have, sure it does. But not to the same extent. MCU yeah, has done way more than Toy Story has in that. In that, case. they have more movies. And let's talk about. Let's talk about. Yeah, but they have stinkers. They have the stinkers. But, pe- okay, but uh, and they have movies. Go down, they have movies that are average. But let's talk about. I wish line. we had this fire the whole episode. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars. You had stinker movies. You had the majority of Star Wars hate. movies are bad. I disagree, but okay, but we're talking about the we're talking about the franchise. Yeah. You're talking about when you have a bad movie, when you have a movie that people generally generally don't like, like the Last Jedi. You have a fan base that is legitimately pissed off and angry. If Toy Story Four was bad, they'd be like, "Oh, that sucks." So, so Troy, you're that saying a good franchise is not based on the quality of the movie, but on the the money, dedication, the money made, the, the dedication the of the not the money fans. made, not the money made, but the staying power, the, 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 the dedication, the, the dedication of the, fans. of the fans, the the way that it's lived in the the hearts of the fans for years and decades. So the, but what is, you're describing is Toy Story, though. I am describing Toy Story, but I wouldn't put. And toys I'm in saying movie franchise, not toys sold and like the brand. I'm not talking Star, about that either. Star Wars brand, or, or or even the Pokemon brand, might be the biggest brand. I'm in not the talking world. about money. I'm saying I'm talking about quality clear. of the movie. Is Toy Story the most quality movie so, franchise so if of you, all time? If you're stacking, like you give a movie ninety percent. 70%. Like, obviously, Marvel is going to be way up there. They have mm-hmm. so many movies that, and they have, they They'll do have a lot of stinkers. In the 80s. They, okay. they do well, have Toy a lot Story of stinkers. Averaging 100. But, the, the um, but what, what I'm saying is, Marvel also has double the amount of bangers that, that Toy Story does. The, the question, exactly. The question, as well as that, is your, your, the question says, the best franchise. Mm-hmm. Your argument for what the what best means is the that movies that have been batting a thousand. The movie that best means movies that have been the highest critically rated. That it hasn't had a stinker yet. That that's what you're you're basing off. Well, not, I'm talking about well, best fan, franchise. Fans fan critic is universally beloved. Okay, I, I mean, and, and doesn't have a in, single thing in there to to bring it down to, okay, to gonna, tarnish its name. I'm going to throw in not necessarily based off of best critically, but I'm talking about we're talking about an entire franchise here. I'm going to yes. throw out a couple. I'm going to throw out I'm going to throw out Star Wars. I'm going to throw out Lord of the Rings. Even though the Hobbit, the Hobbit trilogy, they, they have the things greatest. that exist that tarnish. If it. you have to, if you have to include but the not, Hobbit in the in the franchise, then Toy Story is way better. See, okay, uh, but. Okay, so then you have okay. In my mind, Chris said it about Marvel. Marvel averages out in the eighties, 
Toy Story's averaging out like 98. Yeah, yeah, and that, 97, and 99. If, um if you want to that, that that's the criteria. Like what criteria are you basing this on? Like the batting average or like or the just mass amount of good movies that came out of the franchise. If, if you're if you're basing it clearly off of a Rotten Tomato score, which I think is bull anyway. No, I'm not. Oh, no, I no, I'm not talking about your argument. I'm talking about It was about, part of your question. I'm talking about I, I use it as an example yeah, no. to show I, that I, it's I'm, I'm talking it's, about Rotten Tomatoes in, in general because their algorithm obviously is flawed. We've talked about this plenty of times, like how... Well, use your own algorithm then. That's what I'm saying. My own algorithm is the staying power of a franchise in the hearts of their but fans. But the staying power of Toy Story is just as high as well, literally any other franchise. Okay, so tell me this. You it's guys... 25 you guys, years old and... I still watch it when I can't go to sleep at night because I'm scared because I watch it as scary. Okay, so I'll tell you this. I will, I will accept your argument when the Gifford family has a first Saturday after every Christmas watch party of Toy Story. Yeah, because you guys what? watch we Lord of the Rings. We don't include the Hobbit movies. I know. I get any that. Of that. I get that. But so it still, we don't, it still so means more So we don't have a guys. Lord of the Rings, a Tolkien franchise and night. Middle Earth We have a Lord franchise. of the Rings trilogy <laughs> day, not a Tolkien I, franchise I get day. that. I get that. So, so, and and I understand I'm choosing to lo- I'm choosing to leave out the the bad Hobbit movies in but the bad Hobbit movies didn't tarnish the Lord of the Rings franchise in your mind because the Lord of the Rings franchise will it, always it did live in my mind. That's well, it fair. Didn't tar- it, it didn't okay. tarnish the trilogy. It tarnished the franchise. Tarnished the franchise. the franchise. Okay. What about Harry Potter? Would it's you put as, would you put Toy Story above Harry Potter? Yes. Would you put Toy Story above yes. you put Toy Story above the MCU? You'd put oh, the Toy, yeah, Toy Story above Yeah, because in in the MCU I have to take Captain Marvel into account and if I'm grading a class and I take the average of the grade, Captain Marvel is going well, to bring the grade again, down. A bit. Again, it's we're, we're arguing criteria. <laughs> But that's if how we, I'm doing it. That's how criteria. I'm doing it. So you, you, guys, you guys can do it. And I, I, all I'm want. saying is I disagree emphatically with your criteria here. And well, what's um, yours? Because you're you're choosing to ignore part things that are in a franchise. I'm I'm choosing. I'm not choosing. The to three ignore Indiana them. Jones still have the fourth Indiana I'm, Jones. I'm choosing and the second, but still. You're right. I, I'm I'm not choosing to ignore the bad ones. I'm choosing to look at the way that the franchises exist in the hearts of their fans. Because yeah. I think Toy Story is just, and up there. I think I think according to that criteria, Toy Story. That, that, stands that's up. my argument against you, Troy, as well. It's because you talk about how the like recent Star Wars movies had the had the fans up in like in, enraged about it because they loved the franchise so much. Mm-hmm. If Toy Story had a had a stinker, it would be similar. I, I, I think it definitely would, especially but, if Toy Story all of a sudden got like uh, political. And tried to have like some weird 2019 like hidden agenda. People would not like that. I'm not trying to diminish Toy Story as a as a as a brand or as a as a film as a franchise or anything. Like it definitely is in the conversation, but in my mind, is not the best as far as franchises. Best critically, sure, I will all concede that point. Breast breast best critically, yes. You your point holds water. Okay, but best in terms of in 30 in 50 years when we're talking about the best franchises of all times of all time we still talk about the godfather even though people didn't like some of the godfather sequels we still talk about movies we still talk about james bond they're no, still you, making you, james you bond point films there, troy because so, in 50 years when i hear best franchise i'll probably think marvel 
Right. And so that's that's the thing. Like that that's where I'm basing basing my argument that, off like of. That, is, that is, light shines brighter. Like yeah. In my, in my and, and and it doesn't take anything away from Toy Story because Toy Story. So are you saying franchise. MCU is the greatest franchise of all time? Um. Right now, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I would mean, probably go that way too. Because I'm I'm saying I mean, I'm MCU, telling you guys right yeah. now in forty or fifty years when we're probably dead or ninety or whatever. We're still going to remember Toy Story the way that our parents remember the Jungle Book and there were Dumbo and that came out 20 years before they were even born. Yeah, yeah. We're still going to be talking about Toy Story. We will. Disney will not let us forget about Toy Story. Yeah, they the won't. The same company won't let us forget about Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> Although they're going to continue to just like well, break probably, Marvel through them. In, in 50 years, we're going to have four more Iron Mans by then. Because here's the thing about the it Marvel. Will, it will stay more pure. For sure. Is Is... I I almost feel like after 22 movies, I uh, I feel like Marvel is kind of diluting itself. Dude, I'm with, so burned out with right the now. amount like, of Mar- after coming out of Endgame, I remember thinking, "Do and I I'm need done. So, so another it, Marvel?" So, movie? so as, as of Guardians right now, three, and that's it. As of right now, at this point in time, before before they come out with the next uh, Spider Man, before they come out with the next. Uh, um, whatever that comes out as of right now, I think it's the best. But in in, in the next ten years, they're going to have tainted it, just like uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and and so. Hobbit. So in my mind, as is, far as Marvel. in my mind as well, like didn't we all just say the same thing about Toy Story? Granted, I know that Toy Story Tor- has, Toy Story won our best trilogy. Of I'm all talking time. about I'm talking about Toy I'm talking about Toy Story four though. Is that like? Toy Story, the trilogy, yeah, like, like I will not argue about Toy Story as a trilogy, but we also talked about the idea of them making a fourth one being like, why? Like, why do it? Obviously, we know why, and it, and it it's, a, appears to be a good well, movie. And I'm, I'm also not but, saying that when Marvel comes out with Spider-Man, this next Spider-Man movie that's coming out, I, I it may very well be one of the best Marvel movies ever made, and I will be happy to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But right now I feel like after 22 movies, making more is going to dilute the product. See, I, uh, with them adding the Fox and 22 movies almost is diluting it just with 22. But, but then, but what I, with them adding the Fox characters, uh, with them adding the, Dude, the I can't even like, that's what I'm nervous. I can't Doctor, even like Dr. Doom, the like... X-Men. It, it makes you, it makes you a little, little bit weary, but if they do it right, like, I'm more than willing to give them a chance. Of course, I'm more than willing to. Give and them if a they chance. do it right, because because what makes, I'm just saying, superhero fatigue is a serious condition that is mm-hmm. suffered by many people in these days, these dark days that we live in. <laughs> I mean, we all we all say we have it, and the next one comes out, and we flock we to it. Flock, <laughs> but I'm pretty burnt out right now on Marvel movies. I've just told Troy. That as of now, I'm more interested in DC's future than I am Marvel's. Yeah, I I, I could see that because Marvel, it's like they've they've reached it, they've done it, they've, they've arrived. Now it's let's see, it's root for until the they underdog. until and now, they now they're him. trying to get these accolades. Like let's have the first homosexual character. Yeah, n- n- the... yeah. Now it's just it's just uh, virtue signaling and reaching for. But, Which I mean, it cool. Like make a character for like give the LGBT community a superhero, but like. If that's just what you're trying to do, if you're just trying to make a movie for that demographic, like, I hope you write it well. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, every character before that has been for everybody. It's not just for a certain demographic. So if you're making one specifically for one demographic, then it's like, well, 
is is he is that character not for me then like am i not am i not allowed to critique it like i have in the rest that that's where it gets murky mm-hmm. and and sure so people are going to be pissed there's going to be that, that's feeling they're going to be hurt that's throwing political and political exactly. correctness all, that, all that stuff and i'm it. trying to be exactly but movies like that can tarnish a franchise mm-hmm. and they and they probably will so Toy Story is the best franchise of all time. I saying. disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Agreed. <clears throat> Man, what do you that think? Was, I, uh, I am firmly uh, on the fence right now. Scott is hey, that guy's on the fence. On the <laughs> Throw something at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish know. we had that much fire on the rest of the... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was good. That was good. That, I loved that episode. I loved talking about all these different... Things we I thought it was barely great. talked about Chucky too. Yeah, no, <laughs> barely. T- <laughs> well, you can tell which way we lean. Yeah, that's true. Well, to be fair, the majority of us have we've all we've seen all of the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen all of. I've all seen all of, of the Child's Play movies until like the Bride and the right. Seed stuff. We, okay. Really, the we've only been, reason we're one hundred percent on on Toy Story as far as seeing it. We're like maybe like twenty thirty percent. The only <laughs> on reason Chucky, why we included. So. Chucky, Child's Play, whatever, is for the clickbaity title. So, so if, <laughs> if so, the, the the people behind it made a Child's Play. If the re, if the reviews and the Metacritic's come out and it's a banger, do you guys think you'll see it? No, no. If Stephen King I'll wrote it. it, then yeah, I would go see it. I'll see it. Mm-hmm. But what, why why just if Stephen King wrote it? Because he is literally the only his movies are literally the only scary movies. I'll I think I think you're limiting yourself. What about Jordan Peele? I definitely am limiting myself. What if Jordan Peele did it? I didn't. I haven't seen. You haven't any. seen Get Out? Nope. Or us? Have you seen Get Out? Nope. Oh man, Get Out's really good. I, I've heard and I've I've thought about seeing it, Get but out. I'm. It's not my thing. Horror movies are not my thing. And Stephen <laughs> King, I watch the Stephen King movies because I read his books and I love his books. Or if and M. So, Night Shyamalan directs it, then you'll see it. Is he Is he horror? He's not a horror film. Sixth guy. Sense, guys, come on. It was not a horror film. That is still a horror it's, film. Okay, this is a different episode. We'll get to this. <laughs> there's ghosts in that time. movie. Ghosts do not equal horror film. But there's blood. There's ghosts in Casper. That's There's ghosts in, in Harry Potter. It's okay, let's, uh, let, let's, let's... Guys, Sixth Sense is a horror film. Definitely Stop not. digging your but, heels. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to go to Blockbuster right now and go in the horror section. Well, genres are just... Uh, okay, good luck in 1995. But, mm-hmm. uh, Actually, I found a Blockbuster still open when I was in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> is that where the last one is? The last one is, one is That's where Bend, it is? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you, you have to go to Bend, Oregon. I'd rather bend over than go to Bend, Oregon. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh... So, this was a great episode. I really liked the conversation we had. Thank you, guys. This was awesome. I'm glad you liked it, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope all of um, our listeners like it. I hope all of our listeners like it, too. <laughs> the seven of you that are out there, hopefully eight now. Um, got a guy at work saying he was going <laughs> to subscribe and listen. Uh, but uh, what's up, Sergio? Um, hey, Sergio. Anyway, uh, is there anything else? Get on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, subscribe, give us, get on Apple. I would say Google, but it, we're having a hard time getting our podcast up on the Google Play app. Maybe we should need to fiddle um, with it a little bit. Uh, Spotify, rate us there. Give us a little. Uh, Give us a little uh, uh, reviewy poo. Give us some love. Give us some love. Give us some hate. Do what you need to do. If, if, 
And actually, let us know what you it's think. the internet. Be if, anonymous and douchey. If you want to do me a favor, like honestly, but don't go leave us a review because it really boosts our visibility and it like helps. Like yeah, if you want to help, then yeah, go give us a review. On iTunes, a review and a rating. Like, because you can just do a rating, a star rating, but leave a, review, a quick review, even if it's two words. Just go do it, please. I'm going to, uh, if I don't get any soon, I'm going to start DMing people, like specific people. Thomas. No, here he did it. I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'll start, I'll, start doing it. I'll single you guys out. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. If we're all done, mm-hmm. then we'll see you guys next week. We love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Six bye, Sense bye. is a horror movie. Bye, bye. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Chris has to have last word.